everybody, and welcome back to Sapphic Survival Guide, where we are happy to be queer to answer your questions. I'm Gina. And I'm Cheyenne. And class is now in session, and we have a guest today who is my friend and coworker that I'm very excited to pick her brain. So Kenzie, can you introduce yourself to everybody? Hi, I'm Kenzie. Happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. So I am an Aries sun, Pisces moon. Sagittarius rising. I am Polly and bi or queer, either one. Pronouns are she, her. And yeah, excited to answer questions. Yeah. And the Polly relationship that you're in is actually the reason I wanted you on the podcast. So even though Kenzie's my coworker, we are not talking anything work related today. <laughs> we are talking her personal life. I'm going to get deep into it. But first, before we get into your relationship, first, can you walk us through like your queer journey? I feel like your family's pretty progressive. So I don't know if you had to actually come out or if they were like, we're just going to assume you're gay till you're straight, you know, that kind of thing. But what was your queer journey in just realizing that you were, you know, bi or queer? So I think for me, I didn't think about it as much, probably because my my mom's side is very progressive. So I grew up around tons of queer relationships and my mom is bi. And the messaging was actually hoping that I didn't date men. So my mom is very much like, oh, are you sure you want to take this guy? We could just be lesbian. But as I got older, I kind of fell into very much heteronormative relationships. I was a serial monogamous for a really long time. So I didn't have a lot of points in my life of being single. And then in college, I started studying relationship studies and friendships. And that's what my capstone was in. Um, mm. it was the same semester I did sexuality. Um, cool. and I act, I just kind of dove into it. Like it was one of those things that sort of happened and I just frequently didn't think about it up until I've learned about a whole new world. And then that's when you were like, okay, anybody can come at that here. It's not just the men. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think well, realistically, I think my first kiss was technically with a girl because I was really young and I've always been I mean in high school and I think this is pretty frequent for a lot of uh the queer peoples that I had a very dating emotional bonds with all of my girlfriends even if there wasn't any physicality like no matter mm-hmm. what kind of like mm-hmm. that came first over any guy I just hadn't really I had mostly like straight friends in college and in high school and so it didn't really like have an opportunity to like became part of more of a queer group and that was when I met Z. So when you met Z your partner Mm -hmm. how did because I know you said you were in like serial monogamy relationship. So this was when poly polyamory got put on the table for you. So how was that conversation broached? And like, what were your initial thoughts? So technically, so he was supposed to move uh, in a few months after we decided to go on a date. And I legitimately decided to kind of date him and learn about polyamory 
almost as a study subject because I was studying that in school and he was supposed to move. And so I was like, this is great material for essays. And he's really funny. Um, And I ended up like in an actual relationship and he didn't move. And I mean, we started out as a triad too. Um, I'm not sure if you knew that. So we had, it was me, him, and then his partner, that he she he had been with her for a year and a half so we all three started dating about a couple months after I started dating him so you met him and he was like I already have this partner but was he like do you want to go on a date with me or do you want to go on a date with us so I met him um and then I ended up dating somebody else and didn't think I would ever talk to him again And honestly, I was really annoyed. I was sick when I met him. Our friends like brought him into my house because they insisted on seeing me before they went back to Phoenix. They're like, we're Mm -hmm. just going to stop by. And then they brought a stranger. And I was like, I am not about this at all. Um, But that I matched with him on Tinder and he's, he always had it in his bio. Like there's pictures of my, of his partner. Um, So it's very open of like, I'm in a polyamorous relationship. I'm bi and uh as it should be yeah yes exactly and he's like and this is my partner and so I went on a date with him first and that's generally kind of how we even date now is whoever you initially are talking with there's no expectation to date the other partner and that's how it was with him and but her and I got along great and became and we could see each other and keep up with each other more Mm. He's a little bit more low energy and her and I could like go, go, go. So <laughs> you were like, she's matching my energy. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Leo Moon, Leo Rising. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Was she the first <laughs> woman that you were involved with or? That was the first woman that I dated. Um, and that was my first time going beyond kissing with a woman as well. Mm-hmm. That has since changed, but that was also a really great experience because she's been poly like her whole life too. Is mm-hmm. same with Z. So it was a really nice like immersion into that. No pressure in any either way. So Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it was a little less nerve wracking than it may have been on your own to like go on yeah. a date with a woman or like hook up with a woman for the first time oh, because true. you kind of had like a safety net there for you was it 100%. scary for you when you <laughs> did that for the first time without a man around um it 100 percent was a safety net and but it also wasn't scary when there wasn't a man around Mm -hmm. it was that fine line between nervousness and excitement of just kind of general anxiety um but not um, (laughs) any scariness so very very good good. yeah (laughs) I'm so interested in all the like dynamics and rules and like I'm trying to figure out where to start because I'm just like how do you figure out when you're going to date people? How do you make your like profiles? And and sometimes I'll hear you say things like, oh, we're going on a date. And I'm like, I have so many questions. So like, <laughs> I don't want to just be like, what's like, give me the list of rules, but how have you, how have y'all navigated what works for you? And like, do you have certain boundaries? Like what's kind of the guidelines of things? Cause I know every couple is going to obviously be different. 
hundred percent for us, everything's just open communication. So boundaries are made, but boundaries are also like meant to be reassessed. So if something changes, that's all right. But the only rule has ever been clear communication. And then we've gone through periods like when we're in really stressful times. Like I think when we first moved back to Tucson, I was like, I don't think I can handle like, I don't have the bandwidth to be like dating separately because I don't want to have all like to process anything or somebody else's emotions and my own while I'm like so stressed out. Like I just don't have the space for it. Um, and that was fine. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) If one of you isn't dating separately, does the other one kind of put things on pause at that time? Or is it just kind of like, not for me right now, but you do you, or is it like, we're both pausing? (laughs) We go through phases, like actually pretty frequently. I don't like first dates. I'm not into the dating world. My partner is great on first dates. He's witty, very quick. He falls asleep to Jon Stewart. So it's like in his head all the time, this comedy uh, cycle. But Mm -hmm. I feel pretty comfortable with that though. Like I kind of like knowing that, okay, I can actually focus on me a lot of the time. So if I'm not super stressed out, it, it's super helpful to actually know that I don't have, even if it's not pressure he puts on me to fulfill all these roles, I imagine it. Mm-hmm. And so if I know that those roles are kind of being taken care of, even though I can't be a part of it, I feel like less pressure on me. Mm-hmm. So we don't pause uh, for each other. I think we could ask for it. Or if we didn't, I think we've talked about, um, if we really don't like someone, it would, yeah, be, it would be based work? on that person. It would be like, uh, too, like, what happens if you're like, no, I hate, him. I hate him. I hate her. You yeah. can see her, but I, I never want to talk to them again. Like, has that happened? It hasn't happened, but we do, I think have, I wouldn't call it veto power. We've never called it that before, but mm. I think we would, we, but we, as, we also both respect each other's opinions so much that honestly, if one of us didn't like the other person like a lot, I think the other one would kind of be like, oh, and like probably maybe even second guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially with him. He can see red flags in like a regular way. And I'll either see tons of red flags or none at all. Mm-hmm. And there's no in between. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's helpful though <laughs> yeah <laughs> just have it all run through him um yeah. but it hasn't happened yet yeah but have you had to or oh I guess if there's been a situation where you both liked somebody instead of hey someone hated them like you both like them have mm-hmm. you had someone around where then you've had to like co-break up or that person like co-broke up with y'all like has there been breakup dynamics and what is it like to grieve a relationship together or while you're with a partner? Yeah. So there has been breakups because ended up breaking up with us. Um, It really went through Z mostly. We had a secondary conversation and it is interesting because I think it's interesting when, (laughs) um, it's another woman because 
I bond so well with women. So it's like, I'll maintain like, okay, for the friendship, like I, it's like, I will still be there for someone else through a breakup. Whereas Z can just be like, oh, I'm just going to play my games. Like he can disconnect in a way that I can't. So Mm -hmm. I think when we went through that breakup, I maintained talking with a lot more, like honestly, both of us processing the relationship. Mm-hmm. together and then he you know kind of took a step back from that because he just didn't process that way is he straight no no okay um, no <laughs> yeah he's he, he sorry I didn't mean that to sound so uh, no aggressive. no it's, <laughs> it, it wasn't aggressive at all I'm just wondering because that I feel like that falls into so many like heteronormative tropes of like mm-hmm. you break up with your ex and you never speak again versus right. like all the sapphic tropes of like no we're gonna process this a million times until Mm -hmm. we are either best friends or hate each other because there's nowhere else to go (laughs) yeah so yeah that like just made me think like that's so like gay (laughs) but you were like (laughs) we need to like talk about this oh yeah (laughs) Yeah. 100 percent. and that carried on for like a while and it's it is interesting though because with the the sapphic trope of you know, we need to reprocess it. Mm -hmm. I think it's almost, there's this other polyamorous thing that, I don't know, since I like found out I was poly way later in life, Mm -hmm. it's not as ingrained, like probably in my frame of the world. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas Z has gone through like other breakups and he's been legitimately confused before. He's just like, I just don't understand why they can't just like kind of like fade out or fade in and, you know, having like a clear defined conversation. He doesn't always think it's necessary. He's Mm -hmm. just kind of like, oh, it's just Mm -hmm. like life ebbs and flows. (laughs) What's his sign? I need to know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So he's, um, he's a Capricorn sun. Mm -hmm. Cancer Moon. He's also a Sag Rising. So we're both mm, okay. Sag Risings, which I find interesting because we got together in Gemini season. So that's our descendant oh, sign. Yeah. And we tend to be attracted to the same people. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. What Does it ever <laughs> happen that um, like anyone you date will be more interested in one of you than the other? And do you have to like deal with, or I guess obviously you have to but how do you deal with like any jealousy surrounding that kind of dynamic I don't think it's necessarily it actually probably hasn't happened I think there's been Mm -hmm. one instance where C can point out that somebody is more interested in me than I like clock at all Mm. um but we haven't really had it's something where they like only want to date one of us and not the other one but jealousy of course like still comes up uh we haven't really had to handle it with anybody else we've dated other than our first partner and then within each other like we've had conversations around like oh I feel insecure about our relationship right now and then going from there yeah what do you usually do to like address those insecurities is it kind of like or I guess could you give like kind of 
if it's not too vulnerable, like an example of how you addressed like a specific, I feel like we're on like a job interview and I'm like, can you give me an example of how you successfully made this improvement in the workplace? <laughs> but can you successfully, or give me an example of how you successfully overcame your insecurities and your polyamorous <laughs> Uh, um, yes I can so for me and because I think it is uh, not my degrees in psychology so not to get like super far down the rabbit hole but it's also we had very different lives growing up his parents Mm -hmm. are like great and become the parents of everyone in the group and love everything but like Mm -hmm. or everyone but like my parents divorced when I was three Mm -hmm. so it's just a very there's a lot of other like baggage with that Mm -hmm. um so I can say like verbatim, I have sat down and been like, hey, I've been feeling insecure about our relationship. And then it's been, oh, usually like snuggle, discuss it. And then it's kind of like, I feel like this is going to lead to me being abandoned. But that's like us going to like root cause right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think because I try to get to root cause first, we've never like have the discussion of like, oh, because you did X, Y, Z, it means you don't love me. It's mm-hmm. just that sure. I really think that my internal experience is that I might be forgotten. Mm-hmm. And then addressing that with like reassurance and like just clear boundaries again, just validating the relationship and the feelings. And then it legit does go away. Wow. It's bananas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, that's nice um, for any of our listeners who might be in a polyamorous relationship or entering into one to kind of have a blueprint of how to have that kind of conversation. Because I think a lot of the time it can be hard to like skip ahead to the really vulnerable hard parts. And so it's nice to kind of have the, okay, I'm feeling insecure. Now we snuggle, we talk hopefully eventually we can discuss like the root cause of it and mm-hmm. kind of work back to like okay how can we yeah get from feeling like that to feeling okay again so I think it yeah is nice to have that like format <laughs> right so, yeah definitely it actually I think I could if I put it in my head it can go to always using I statements mm-hmm. like I feel this and not being like just pushing it on to somebody and never telling somebody else what they feel like being like, you don't love me or you don't blah, blah, blah. And then also I feel like it's good to always close out the conversation with what do you need going forward? It could be that your needs have changed slightly and they're not getting met. Like just kind of like, Oh, we used to do this and I actually really miss it. Can we, you know, watch a movie every Friday night again or something like that. Like it could be something small of just, I need Mm -hmm. more connection. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good advice too. (laughs) TMI questions coming, but when it comes to sex, are you Mm -hmm. allowed to have like one night stands without each other? And do you tell each other before, during, after, and then is like most of your sex group sex or together separate? Like, what does that look like in your relationship? As much as you'll (laughs) of course want to say. Great question. Um, so we generally have had a lot of group sex, but we can have one night stands. I think the issue is, is that we have the same friend group now and friends, friends are 
that's the value of our relationships. Our like friends are kind of most important always. So we end up doing a lot of stuff with our friend group instead. But I mean, if we're at a festival and for some reason the other person isn't there, it's like, whatever you have to tell, you have to tell them after, like we would never keep that from each other. Mm-hmm. And the expectation would that be protection is used. Um, yeah. And if protection's not used, then like testing is done, mm-hmm. but just like standard safe sex stuff. But I think the thing is, is like, there's not an experience that would ever be less than by having the other one there. So it's like, if we are together in the same space, like it's only going to add like value and joy into the experience. If one of us can be there with them, but it's not necessary. That's a beautiful way of looking at things really. (laughs) I could, I should honestly, some of these things I should say Zachary TM because they come from him. He like says these one-liners and I'm like, man, that's really good. Like you missed, (laughs) you missed a career uh, opportunity. Um, And then I had a funny story. So we, it is mostly always um, group sex with us, but we will have sex alone, especially if we have other partners, we'll kind of flip between it. It's not always a group experience. Um, But there was one time that we were dating someone and she and I were like spent all day hooking up and like making out. And like, he was at work Mm -hmm. and she was supposed to leave by a certain time to be somewhere but like we kept pushing it off and so like we I didn't expect like we didn't plan for him to come home but it was just like he just all of a sudden walked in and he's like hi how's it going (laughs) and I like reflexively like covered myself (laughs) (laughs) I was like and then both like her and him were like what are you fucking doing he was like no this is a good thing to come home to I know know. I'm like I'm not decent (laughs) (laughs) so funny I'm like that was just like an instant reaction like that was a natural reflex it's just like yeah Cover. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> so how do you find people who are also poly or is there any, do you like convert people who have been monogamous and you're like, try it out with us? Like, is it just Tinder or cause it seems are you like, like we saw you across people. the bar and we wanted to buy you a drink. Like, yeah. My girlfriend that, thought you were Has cute. that ever worked? <laughs> uh, so, okay. So there's so much to say. One, I have to say that I don't go on standard dating apps anymore because I can't, my eye roll will get my eyes stuck in my head at a certain Mm -hmm. point. But that's because I think that's with someone who is like a femme, you know, passing or presenting. It's just a different ballgame on a regular dating app. Mm -hmm. We both love field. So that is like the biggest, like, I guess, plug or recommendation is field is amazing because it's geared towards queer people um feels an app or mm-hmm. oh yeah. yeah it's an app i've never heard of it i've been on it i've been <laughs> out of that i haven't been on dating apps in three years <laughs> true. Okay, true. true it is great it was very glitchy at first it's getting better but I mean, you can just, it's great because you can put desires in there. So some people are like, these are kinks and, but it could also be, what are your hobbies? And you can connect your partner's account. 
So I have my own page, but I can link it to these. And then everybody uses kind of a fun name. Like you make up like little <laughs> fun names. Yeah. That is the best app that we've had thus far. I think everybody that we have met that we've really, really like fallen in love with or really liked and just had pleasant experiences with has been from Field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like cool. that you can like link the profiles because mm-hmm. as someone who has been on dating apps in the last three years, the worst is like when you see someone who's non-monogamous and they have like one picture of their partner at the very last thing and like nothing in their bio about it. And you're like, I already matched with you and like talked to you for two hours. And I just realized that, you know, you're non-monogamous or in a polyamorous relationship. And I wish you would have said that up front because I've oh, yeah. been... Uh, non-monogamous in the past and I made the mistake of not telling someone up front um, mm-hmm. and then we like, met up and talked about it and she was like very upset and I was like oh okay I need to do that that's a rule right. <laughs> that needs to be communicated immediately so luckily like it didn't go any farther than just like talking in our car but yeah I was like yeah. oh okay that's why <laughs> that's the thing yeah you live and learn yeah it's Mm -hmm. definitely super important I think when my last profile on hinge I have pictures of V throughout but Mm -hmm. I kind of like to hinge because they give you those prompts I always like to turn it into a joke so Mm -hmm. it said something like what do you value or whatever and I'm like someone who doesn't care that I already have a boyfriend (laughs) (laughs) but then you get there are a lot of like responses from like straight men where it's like oh someone has actually said I'm hotter than him and then I've looked at his picture and I'm like first of all incorrect um (laughs) but so it's like or being like they've responded being like can I watch so it's just very like a different that's been like hinge and tinder Mm -hmm. I didn't think of like the fetishy aspect that could sometimes come from that where it's like not genuine in why they're pursuing that yeah you got the cuckold right swipes yep yeah (laughs) yep the voyeuristic thing yeah yeah um can I ask how you came out to your family as polyamorous like how did that go so that was actually funny well I yeah like kind of like Gina assumed I really didn't I just told my mom Mm-hmm. And then um, I just kept talking about it. So I would like okay. talk her ear off all the time, um, especially when I was in college and I still like drank. I was the person that would be like, get really drunk and call my mom yeah, just to chat. So um, I would just do that. And that was great. And so she didn't ever, she wasn't ever weird about it. It was actually funny. I did end up telling my grandparents Mm-hmm. and but it's almost a solidarity thing um because my cousin who's younger was dating a guy and a girl mm-hmm. and so then I at the dinner table they were like giving her shit and then I yeah. thought I was Polly because I'm the favorite grandchild mm. so you were like oh, actually yeah, yeah I love that I was like that's an actually. ally <laughs> <laughs> um and then it turned, but then it kind of backfired in a way I didn't expect where it turned out my grandfather's biological daughter she then came out as Polly and I was like whoa <laughs> so you were like okay so this just runs in our family it's yeah, a genetic like, predisposition <laughs> yeah. I'm like this has gotten out of hand <laughs> <laughs> but my grandma's always been like very cool with it she like doesn't care but now I kind of 
we don't, because Zachary's become their financial advisor. So now it's not a topic on the table because mm. professional relationships. Okay. And then I'm pretty sure, I mean, there's been a joke because Zachary's brother recently told it on a live stream, like with his dad. Zachary kind of didn't like, announce or tell people that he was Polly. he did show up to thanksgiving with and me stop How did, what did people do and did you know that they didn't know before he showed up with both of you yeah well like, what's also funny about this cheyenne is like z doesn't come off as this like ladies man like if anything he almost does come off as a gay man so it's even funnier for him to be showing up with two yeah. women on both like on his arms yeah. because like he, it almost you'd almost be like are these your like fruit flies or are these your girlfriends <laughs> yeah yes oh he will be so happy to hear that because I'm pretty sure that's exactly how he wants to come off um <laughs> he is like he is I, not that we like ever compare, but he is way more gay than me. And I think I've made the joke. I'm like, my boyfriend does need to be more okay with penis than I am. Like for sure that is a requirement. <laughs> um, but he, uh, I think he took us to dinner, like and I with his parents. Mm-hmm. So like we hung out and they were just kind of fine with it. And then his grandparents didn't really say anything either. And I started hanging out with them too. They knew both of us. And it was just like, yeah. Wow. That's beautiful. Don't have a reaction because you shouldn't. It's not that big of a fucking deal. (laughs) Yeah, right. I feel like when I, we were probably like a happy hour or something where, and it came Mm -hmm. up where like, I might've even said something like, oh, well, we're not monogamous. And you were like, oh, my partner and I are poly, blah, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. for people who aren't like, cause I don't know at our happy hour, it's like 50% queer people and the other 50% are questionable, honestly. And so I'm not, it's not like a bunch of straighties or something, <laughs> but when you're in those kinds of environments, do you like ever get people who are like weird about it or where you hide, like kind of don't tell them, like, are there spaces where you're more or less comfortable being open about it? Yes. I think I always wait. So I waited a little bit before I just kind of mentioned it. And then it just kind of, I just toss it into a conversation. Um, Just being like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Um, And then as you get closer with people, like then I'll just kind of bring up dating in the same way that anybody else would if they were single. I'd be like, oh, we're going on the state. Like I just kind of, you know, assimilate in that way and just kind of nothing to see here. (laughs) (laughs) Business as usual. Um, but if, if I know, if I can judge a book by its cover and think that somebody's going to have a problem with it, I probably would keep it to myself because I yeah. just don't want to, uh, make them feel uncomfortable or have it turn into this weird conversation. Um, mm-hmm. I'm like, we could open up a whole marriage and having kids bucket and, um, it could not end well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And you need to keep yourself safe too. Like you never know like how someone's reaction could spiral or how they'll react. So I, that makes sense yeah. to kind of be discerning if you need to be. Also, just because I'm nosy, when y'all had mm-hmm. a roommate a while ago that like left, was mm-hmm. he actually a roommate or was he like a partner? No, he's actually a roommate. Like okay. this is our friend. Um, 
That was just me being nosy. Yeah. So I was like, I remember when you were like, our roommate's moving out. And then when I found out you were poly, I was like, was roommate code for our ex-boyfriends moving out? Or like, <laughs> <laughs> No, this was, uh, he was living in my office. And because he and I sleep separate too. So we both have beds in our offices. And then our dog gets the California king. <laughs> in the master stop <laughs> um, and so she's like 50 pounds is there a reason you sleep separate or is it just like a preference for better sleep or do you ever sleep in the same bed preference for better sleep like he's constantly playing something all night and I have it completely quiet like I might fall asleep mm. with a podcast but I'll turn on like a sleep timer Mm, so it's just become like that sort of preference uh we'll sleep together in hotels and honestly it does kind of suck because we do (laughs) fight over pillows yeah Yeah, we fight over pillows we're not used to it yeah if you have partners and they sleep over where do they sleep we've slept (laughs) all in the same bed together a lot with people and but they I guess now since we do sleep more separate if we had we could like switch off but I think we've always kind of done like a group sleepover like kind of is that like even worse since you usually don't even sleep sleep with one person you're like uh now I have to sleep with two (laughs) well I think it's a California king she said so (laughs) that's true it's like, well, it's also kind of like the fun sleepover thing. And Z and I even do this ourselves a lot. We'll have sleepovers regularly as a couple. So we will get tons of treats or do a, like a charcuterie board mm-hmm. and watch a ton of movies back to back and then fall asleep watching those movies um, and sometimes sleep in each other's rooms. And it's kind of the same vibe with partners. It'd be like, it's always going to be fun. You're staying up late. Mm-hmm. You're gabbing. Like it's yeah. If you can't sleep and you need to go to your own bed, yes. you still have that option. So you would, nice. yeah, you would leave. But yeah. um, I think the cool would be to not sleep. So. Yeah, <laughs> true. Okay, true. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. what does the future look like for y'all? Like, is it just this kind of partnership forever, or like, is marriage something you've ever talked about? Like, what is? Is this just like what it is? What it is? <laughs> so. He actually did ask me to marry him shortly after we started dating because we've, I don't know, we've joked, we've dated so many people because I've been dating since I was 14 or 13. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we just kind of like, it was easy, but we don't want to find a marriage license. Like we're going to throw a party, but I'm not bringing, we're not bringing the courts into it. And also <laughs> we, we, we bought a house together. I let him share my dog, meaning I put his name on the dog tag. And yeah. that's um, commitment. Yeah. The, that's ha- the house alone. My, yeah, plus the, the dog, like that's like insurance. <laughs> exactly. So we'll, we'll definitely just keep this dynamic forever. We've never been monogamous with each other. And we don't believe in assigning a marriage license. But I do wear a ring, but it's my family's jewelry. Um, he has a ring that he picked out that I bought him that's entirely made of opal. Um, oh, cool. So we do do that. And we will say fiance, especially in his industry, because he's mm. a financial advisor. He will say fiance or sometimes wife because it is mm. easier to. It comes off as way. more legit. And like, it, weirdly, it makes it mm-hmm. makes people take you more seriously, which I don't yeah. agree with. But in that industry, I, I get it. Mm-hmm. We're just getting by. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's and he doesn't want to like he's not trying to have tons of in-depth conversations anyway. Sure. Um, so he will always just, and it can quantify like our relationship in one quick word yeah, instead of being like, sense. I will tell people, Oh, I have a fiance, but we don't believe in marriage and I'm not signing marriage license. And he's like, why are you explaining all that? So like, I need to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but it makes more sense for you to almost because of the, different like connotations that the phrase like husband or wife or like marriage has in like a relationship that people see as heteronormative or have like a straight mm-hmm. passing relationship so it makes more sense that you feel the need to like be like but actually I don't believe in this kind of like ownership in this way and like both yeah yeah, yeah so that makes sense yeah. I guess actually generally I realize we do say partner um, mostly, but I've always said that because mm-hmm. my parents, my mom has mm-hmm. always said partner and kind of almost everybody in our community did growing up. Everyone said partner and Zachary prefers to say that too, I think, because mm-hmm. also if we have other people in our relationship, it's almost kind of like a law firm mm-hmm. <laughs> for all partners. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> These are my colleagues. These are my colleagues. <laughs> okay. So just for people listening, like what's the overarching best advice you'd give for people who are interested in polyamory? Like mm-hmm. any do's and don'ts or cautionary, you know, advice, like what would be your overarching advice that you'd give? Okay. So it's it's weird because um as I was thinking about polyamory versus monogamy a lot of the advice is the same. So open communication for everything. Be clear about your boundaries. If something changes, ask to reassess it. Don't lie to have a relationship that, you know, just for the sake of having it, don't pretend to be someone you're not. Mm-hmm. And, and people do this with other things, like being like, I'm totally down to have kids, but they're really not. So it's yeah, other life stuff. It's not just, yeah. you know, polyamory. And then... I would say just because you have big emotions doesn't give you the right to exert control over someone else. So Mm. just because it feels overwhelming for you, it doesn't, and you want to control something, it doesn't mean your partner is one of those things. And, you know, they need to be a part of that discussion. Louder for the people in the back. (laughs) Yeah, right. No, Cheyenne always says like boundaries are about what is okay for you, not telling the other person what they can do. Yeah, I came up with that. Actually, I didn't hear that like from a bunch of therapists. I came up with that myself. I'm really emotionally in tune and like emotionally aware and intelligent. You're at least good at bringing the good quality of the podcast. So maybe those aren't her words exactly, but that's something that Cheyenne talks about a lot is like, yeah, it's about like what you're okay with, not like Mm -hmm. you can or can't do this. It's yeah, like I statements like you said before. Yeah. And you're responsible Mm -hmm. for your own feelings, which I think is kind of what you're getting at with that. It's not on you to control someone else. So that's great advice. Yeah. And like people don't need to bend. Like, I don't know. I've always, I have trauma. We all have trauma, but I don't get to treat people like shit just because I have Mm -hmm. trauma. And that's like true with everything, you know? Right. True. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right, right. Shane, do you want to read our advice question from a listener? 
Yeah. So they said, hi, I love your podcast. Binge listened in one week. That isn't part of the question. I just wanted to read that part of it. Uh, but they said, <laughs> my question is, how do you tell the difference between aesthetic attraction, romantic attraction, and platonic attraction? So I thought this might kind of be a good question for you as someone who's world is her oyster at the moment uh yeah so how can you tell if you're like you think someone's really cool and you want to be friends with them versus like you want to sleep with them versus you just think they're good looking and maybe Mm -hmm. you don't want to be friends with them or (laughs) want to be with them in any romantic or sexual way I'm going to answer this as best as I can. So I always make the joke that I also identify as overwhelmed um, <laughs> because I I also uh, will hyper-focus on lots of other things. And um, I tend to find people, it takes me a while to find people attractive, I guess. Z's really good at falling in love right away mm-hmm. um, and always knowing the difference. But we've also made the jokes of like, every single friend that we have, like, you kind of want to hook up with them a little bit. And like, that's kind (laughs) of like, that's a measure of kind of like a good friend, because I would, you know, being like, would you be friends with someone that you don't feel comfortable with like that? Like, that's our level of like, the standard we put on our friends. And so for me, then I think it like, becomes like a graduation point, like after being friends for a while, it depends then I'm like all of a sudden would be, oh, like the whole world has opened my eyes and now I view yeah. you this way. Um, I tend to gear more towards like very boundaryless friendships as mm-hmm. a default. But I do think that platonic relationships are super valid too. And I think that comes from boundaries for me is, you know, there are certain boundaries within like friend groups that you don't want to pass those things. So you kind of convert it into a platonic sort of Mm -hmm. love. Like, and we would do anything for those friends, but that's kind of how it would shake out is platonic is necessary for me at least. Right. I think for me, I had a better way of differentiating these things post like coming out and really knowing who I am versus when I was younger. Like I can definitely remember in high school, there are girls that even now I'm not sure if I really liked them or if I liked their style and kind of wanted to emulate them in certain ways or both, especially because, well, maybe, especially because a lot of them like (laughs) sort of looked like me. So I'm not sure Mm. where that Mm. fell, but now in my life with people who are in my life now, I feel like I can see somebody and I'll be like, oh, that's a friend crush. Like, I just want to be their friend really bad. Mm -hmm. Or other people where I'm like, I just really like the way that they put themselves together. And I just like to look at them. I don't want to touch them. I just want them to be around so I can see them because as a Libra, aesthetics are important to me. And then there's, then there's the people where I'm like, if I can't kiss you or see you naked. I'm going to cry. And I don't know, like, it's not as easy as just like differentiating them that way. But I feel like knowing really fully who I am in my sexuality makes it much more easier to discern than when I was a teenager and everything was just like confusing in my head. And I was just like, girls, pretty, what? Friends, love, what? You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. I don't even know if I have any... um advice to contribute here so uh I guess with that we're gonna wrap up now um do you have anything you'd like to plug before we finish yes so this is just for 
local Tucson folks probably, or there is a podcast actually, but I am a part of a local nonprofit for storytelling. Mm -hmm. So it's community-based and it's at this screening room first Thursday of every month. But you can also find us on Instagram at Odyssey Storytelling. And it's really great stories. Each one has a theme and we decide those themes. And if you want to tell a story, you can, but you can also listen to a lot of great like professional storytellers uh, tell really awesome stories. Every time I take something new that I've learned about myself that I didn't know about myself whenever I leave one of those events. So that's my only plug is Odyssey Storytelling. That's really cool. Thank you. Awesome. All right. And if you have any questions you'd like us or any of our future guests to answer, we have a phone number. You can leave us a message at 724-209-8877, or you can send us an email to sapphicsurvivalguide at gmail.com, or we are on all social media platforms at Guide, except X, formerly known as Twitter. We are just at Suffolk Survival. We have a Patreon. It's patreon.com backslash Suffolk Survival Guide. And you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Obviously, you figured this one out. So please go there, subscribe, follow, send it to a friend, send us a review. Anything you do will help us out. And you can find me, Cheyenne, at Hot Mespian on pretty much any social media platform. And you can find me anywhere online at the Lee Regina, including my website, thelebregina.com. And with that, class is now dismissed.